Hi, and welcome to the Calm Birth Conversation podcast. This is Karen McClay, and I will be having lots of wonderful conversations with experts and parents around pregnancy, birth, and parenting, with the aim to help you to make informed choices and decisions around your own journey into parenthood. This podcast is brought to you by Calm Birth, Australia's leading childbirth education program. conversation is about acupuncture for pregnancy, labor and birth. I'm really excited to have with me this evening Melinda Webb who from the Birthing Web who is one of the most amazing women I know. She is a, a doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncturist in Sydney as well as a doula and one of my very um, beloved Karmath educators and today she's going to have a chat to us about Chinese medicine and acupuncture for pregnancy, labour and birth and that postnatal period. So welcome Mel, how are you doing today? Yeah, really good, thank you Karen, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and um, just let everyone know how you got into this work, what, what brought you to this space? Sure. So um, I'm Melinda Webb. I work as a women's health practitioner here in Roselle in Sydney. And um, I first began as a doula back in 2008, uh, after the birth of my two children who are now 22 and 18, two very different births. And then I think because there's a four year gap between them, I use Chinese medicine um, for fertility to fall pregnant. So that was the beginning for me. And then obviously working as a doula, um, a lot of people that I was working with also use Chinese medicine. Uh, when I became a birth educator, I did a year at the doula college and one of the girls in my year was also a doctor of Chinese medicine. So it just kept on calling me. So I decided to go to UTS and I studied for four years um, doing a basically a degree in, in science, um, majoring in traditional Chinese medicine. So that took me into the world of learning when you do traditional Chinese medicine at uni, you also have to do some lectures with all the nurses. So you learn the whole Western medicine side and all the, you know, um, medicine or everything about, you know, pharmaceuticals and everything like that. So my world sort of grew a lot and, um, yeah, and then I just decided um, to start practising. So I, in my fourth year of Chinese medicine, uh, I was lucky enough to have a mentor and uh, I decided to actually study fertility as part of my fourth year. Um, but as I went through, I realized that fertility was a lot related to um, food. And because my husband owns a restaurant, um, I was already in the food business. But I realized that a lot of people had eating disorders and hence weren't falling pregnant or during their pregnancy and then postnatally. So, yeah, so I've sort of combined those two passions of food and medicine now at the moment. Um, yeah, so Chinese medicine and food as well as working in clinic is, yeah, sort of where I'm at at the moment. With what I do I suppose. Yeah beautiful and if you were to describe Chinese medicine to someone how would you describe it like what is it what's it about what's its philosophy I know that's a really huge question. I <laughs> uh, look I, I have to say um, so I actually wanted to be a midwife and I applied for midwifery and Chinese medicine and I got into Chinese medicine and I thought I'm gonna switch after one year but when I did a year of Chinese medicine, I, I just, it changed my world because we learn, 
you learn to read somebody from anything from their voice to the way that they smell to the way that they look. So you read their eyebrows, you read, you know, facial gestures. There's a lot that goes into it. And I found that completely like, yeah, literally Andrew would say to me, Mel, I don't need to hear what that person at the next table is, is wrong with them just by you observing. So it sort of, yeah, took me into that. And then I understood that obviously working as a doula, it then takes you into working in a different style of partnership with somebody into their health and well-being. But Chinese medicine looks at the very base. So it looks at the person. Um, it takes their, their, their whole self uniquely and we sort of give them a pattern. So we look at their organs, but we look at their tongue, which tells us about the internal, whether they're hot or cold. Um, pulse tells us a lot of things. A lot of times in clinic, I can feel someone's pulse and be like, mm, nice pulse, meaning you're actually pregnant. Um, when I go out working as a, um, an acupuncturist into the hospitals, I do have to be careful because I've been known to say, oh, your boy's going to be here soon. And they're like, oh, we don't know what we're having. Because pulse also is one of those things you can tell a lot about somebody. So Chinese medicine sort of teaches you that people tell you a quarter of what's wrong with them and then you put your hands on and you get the other three quarters. So it's pretty magic. Right, okay. And, and that's a diagnostic thing. What's the philosophy with, with treating? Is it kind of like bringing that all back into balance? So if there's imbalances in, in what you're talking about there, is, is the treatment around bringing that back into balance? or? Yeah. yeah, most definitely. I mean, it depends on the individual and each time you have a treatment, it changes. So yeah, so someone can come in and they may come in for um, example, they have a skin issue and we relate that to the organ because the organ is the most outer, the lung, sorry, is the organ on the most outer part of the body and that shows on your face. So if you're having you know, problems with your skin or rosacea, then we look at that, but then it sort of moves, yeah, it, it moves through. So each time we see someone, it's a new diagnostic tool to use for them. And that's why you get different herbs um, when you may see an acupuncturist. Um, you also tell them certain foods are too warming, too cold, but it really rebalances that whole body from the gut right through to, yeah, to everything. So it can change the way muscular, you know, you are musculoskeletally. Yeah, there's so many things that can happen when you work with someone and their body and what it's doing. Right, and, and is it a lot about, I imagine the components of it is, is acupressure, or acupuncture, sorry. Yeah. Acupuncture, and yeah. then a combination of herbs that goes with that, is that right, with my understanding, and then nutrition. Would you say that that's kind of, or the nutrition's a sideline thing? How what would you describe it as? No, most definitely the Chinese medicine is um, about food and nutrition. So it's about, for example, warming foods, cooling foods. The Chinese say never eat out of the fridge. It should always, always be at room temperature. Um, they have, a, yeah, so especially in pregnancy care um, and postnatally, never eat cold, um, preferably no raw food. So it, it is a component of that. We do acupuncture, which works on the different channels of the body um, and all of the organs. Then you have acupressure, which is what we use in um, in, in pregnancy and in labor and birth. Um, we also do what's called tweener, which is basically a body practice. And I use a lot of tweener when I work out in the field as a doula. Um, it can be just slight body movements that we do. Um, you also have gua sha, which is um, a scraping of what we call sha, which can be like a sand under the skin to move any stagnation. Then you have cupping, which works the same way. It's like having deep tissue massage. But yeah, so Chinese medicine is a very 
broad range of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you work mostly in women's health. Would that be right? Would you say that to a degree? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very passionate. Um, I find it very, it's like second nature for me to work with women. Um, I do work on their partners as well. I, I will see their partner, but because my clinic is actually within my home, um, I, I had a clinic in Leichhardt a few years ago and I saw both male and female, but my passion is definitely female. But, you know, this week I've probably seen four or five men that are partners of somebody. Um, I just, yeah, I do see males, but I see only males of people I know, if that makes sense. Just yeah. because it's my home and I, I don't, yeah, I just, not that there's anything wrong with men, but it's just a, it's a safety net for me. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And so tell me, one of the, the big things as a midwife that I always tell women to do during their pregnancies, I refer them on to go and get some, some acupuncture and to see a doctor of Chinese medicine through their pregnancy. Why? What sort of things can you do to help women during their pregnancy? Um, why would they go and see a doctor of Chinese medicine? What are the benefits? Uh, look, I would have to say the first thing um, is mood changes because, you know, we talk about in calm birth, especially <laughs> mood changes leading into labour. But it's, it's like I say that whole thing of when you're going through puberty, your body grows so quickly. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of hormonal changes. So working with, a women, with women in that way is probably one of the main things I do. Then obviously um, nausea, musculoskeletal issues, fatigue, you know, um, stress at the moment. I'm seeing a lot of people that are very stressed. So, yeah, and then when you, they come and see me, it's sort of you begin to educate them and that allows them to change their lifestyle. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, beautiful. So, so it's really good. And when you're saying musculoskeletal, so things like... Um, pubic like pelvis dysfunction pubic dysfunction things like that unstable pelvises or that does that that come into that yeah most definitely you know neck pain shoulder pain um see people that are feeding that get you know have that shoulder pain neck pain you know or just any kind of pregnancy ailment really um it can be carpal tunnel it can be any kind of you know tendonitis of any kind there are so many different things that happen as you go through or just you know lifestyle from being a teenage female right through to menopause as well there's a lot of change that goes on so continually working through it yeah oh beautiful and and we know also working in midwifery i know that there's a lot that acupuncture can do to help women prepare for birth and labor and birth what what's the principle behind that and how would you work with with a woman to do that like is it about inducing labor is it about preparing the body what is it about um <laughs> I <like> this question <laughs> oh look I, you know when i first came out of university i used to say oh i can induce labor and then i just sort of was a realization that that's not real Mm. People will come into clinic. I see a lot of, a lot of like 80 to 90% of my clientele is definitely pregnancy related. And they say, oh, my daughter sent me here or my midwife or somebody has sent me here um, or a friend because you basically induced them into labor. And I say, um, no, I actually help them relax, which actually put them into labor. Yeah. So it's all about flow. You know, it's that flow, don't force. Yeah. You can't force anything. And I think... For me, I obviously with the calm birth breath, um, and I you know do Buteco. I finished my Buteco practitioner. I use a lot of breath work for people to sink into that relaxation because if no one is relaxed, it's yeah, it's the number one thing. 
that's not going to happen. That's right. And that's, that's the big principle in Cumberth, isn't it? Is that relaxation response. And, and yeah. for people to understand that in order for birth to happen, it only likes to play with our relaxation system. So, so that's right. And that's why, why what you do is, is so beneficial to women. So when, when's the best time for them to come to see you? Like when would you recommend that women come to see you for their pregnancy? Look, it's a real individual thing. Some people come to see me um, when they're first fallen pregnant to hold a pregnancy right through to 12 to 13 weeks. Yeah. I have other people that see me on a weekly basis um, up to 20 weeks because they still have some nausea or not necessarily always nausea, but um, if they're working a lot, then they get a lot of fatigue and then that nausea can come back in because the body's, you know, not feeling as great as it should. Um, so... Sorry. Um, it's that sort of thing. Um, a lot of people come in whenever they feel like it. Like I say, whenever you feel like it could be from sleep issues, so that goes up and down. Uh, mood, you know, there's a lot that comes into it. Postural, they start to get heavy. Usually at 34, I say come and see me to see after you've been to your care provider to see if your baby's in the right position because moxa or moxibustion, which is um, a Chinese herb that we use like a, it's almost like a chapel stick. Mm -hmm. So people will come and see me and I will guide them through that and then I send them home for the next 10 days to do their own moxa to get a baby to move, it, whether it's posterior, um, any kind of, you know, not the right position. Yeah. Um, and then I see other people from 36 weeks through. Then I see people, you know, that could be 40 weeks and four days and I meet them for the first time and I don't see them again. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. It depends what it is. Yeah. Um, you're talking about moxie as well. That's also really good for, for turning breech babies too, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's quite amazing. Um, a lot of people are very sceptical. Um, for example, a, a doula sent me a client last week and uh, her baby was sitting transverse and I was like, okay, I would like you to do this. We also need a point on the little foot. Um, and so I sent that client off to do that work um, with the moxa. She came back in yesterday and was super excited. And Rob's obstetrician was a little bit in disbelief, but her baby had moved in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it also is a lot of body work. Like I say to people, you know, certain styles of massage, I teach them different things to do and their partner as well. Yeah. So, Oh, beautiful. And we know that not so much acupuncture, but acupressure is really powerful to actually use during labour and birth. And I'm a massive advocate because it's one of my biggest toolkits that I use um, supporting women in birth as a midwife. So tell, tell us about, about how it can help during labour and birth. What things are really beneficial for women? And, and actually, this is something partners would be learning, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look, I think... Um when I first started going out as a doula and I started using acupressure when I was studying Chinese medicine, I recall being at RPA and the midwife looking at me going, what are you doing? And I was thinking, oh, okay. And she's like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because the monitor's moving. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I sort of, I practiced both Chinese medicine and Japanese and Japanese is more um, shallow and you would have seen me work, I think it was on Bernadette. It's all about touch. It's, it's, yeah, it's working with the body, working with the energy, the reflexes of the body. And so when I work with people here in clinic um, and partners, I show them a very simple tool and then get them to understand how powerful it is mm -hmm. because it's very, very powerful. Acupressure is amazing and to utilize it and understanding when to use it. 
Um, there's hundreds of points on the body, but you only really need to use a select few. And yeah, I was at a birth on Monday at Randwick actually, um, lucky enough to be there with a, with a single mum, which was amazing. But um, she was in the water and I literally was in leaning over the bath using that inner shin point to really move labor down and move and get it going for her and then the back points as well um yeah it works magic it's amazing yeah so. and it's it's fantastic for comfort like it provides comfort it gets contractions strengthened up it helps yeah. headspace as yeah. well which is a really big thing to do it helps create downward energy and descending yeah. and bring babies into pelvises rotate babies as you were talking yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I think as well is it connects the partner. Yeah. It connects the partner with the woman and it's also about communication. So when a woman is in labour, if she's not talking enough, it might just be press harder, push more there. So it really gives that tool to the partner to use so that they feel that connection and then they communicate with each other. And yeah, it's that beautiful flow. And I think also acupressure is, allows for flexibility. So you can use different points at different times you don't necessarily get it wrong because it's connection and touches. Yeah, it's oxytocin. It's oxytocin. It's oxytocin. That the power of touch. It's just. It's so amazing. It brings in that beautiful, happy hormone as well. Okay, and then once women have had their babies, do you do follow up, or would you encourage follow up? Like, is is um Chinese medicine um beneficial in that postnatal period for recovery, enhancing recovery? Yeah, look, there's a really familiar term um, called mother warming or, you know, the fourth trimester. Mm -hmm. um, to me, I talk to people, talk to couples or, you know, just women about rebuilding the foundations. It's really important that you rebuild a foundation after you give birth because if you intend to have another child later, you've got these really firm foundation, foundations again. So, yeah, mother warming is really important. So it warms the body back up. It gets rid of any stagnation and it, and it heals. So um, using acupressure or moxibustion or, you know, food, the, you know, the simplicity of beautiful bone broths or just warm soups. Like when I'm out birthing, um, I take miso soup sachets and it's the first thing I feed someone after birth. Okay. Yeah, miso soup is beautiful and, it, yeah, it's just, it, it's got that energy to it. So, yeah, it's, you know, um, it's about milk supply after birth. It's, it's about, yeah, energy. It's about resettling hormones. It's about boost. Yeah, it, it, look, there's so, mastitis. There's so many things that are great for after birth. Yeah, so once a woman's given birth, would you say that you would advise her um, to maybe seek out a, a, a doctor of Chinese medicine, um, say within a week of giving birth or have a few things lined up for that first week as well that their partner could perhaps cook up or get prepared or, or even get their village so their friends and stuff instead of them bringing mobiles and things over, they can bring over miso soup. and Yeah. Look, when I, when I teach my calm birth classes, I say to people, if someone wants to give you a gift, then give you a gift of a two-week food roster where your friends drop over food at 6, 6.30 every night, they message your partner or they message you to say it's at the door. Um, you know, make sure that they understand your dietaries and you don't get a lot of the same thing. Um, that is the beginning of having that tribal community around you. Um, I definitely think that, um, I think for each person, it's very much an individual thing. For me, I really encourage people to come and have acupuncture after birth and do mother warming to, to get rid of any anxiety because there can be a lot of anxiety about new baby, 
new, you know, new boundaries in relationships. There's a lot of change. So it's bringing that flow back in. And also when you have a, you know, a mum in here with her baby, then we get to, I show her some, some non-invasive techniques. So just some touch as well. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for that, Mel. It was amazing. And um, again, if anyone, if you're, you're pregnant, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, go and see Mel or a doctor of Chinese medicine that specializes in women's health. Um, where's the best place for, for people to find? Um, is, there, is there an organization or a website that they can go to to find um, acupuncturists or doctors of Chinese medicine? Look, I would just recommend you just type in acupuncture and your suburb. Um, where you live, the area you live. Um, you're, anyone's welcome to get in touch with me. I can refer on to someone closer to home as well. Yeah. Um, it is nice to have someone close to home that you can work with because then they will, you'll meet other people as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, otherwise there is the natural therapy pages, things like that. But if you just literally type in acupuncture, um, yeah, and you'll find it. Yeah. The beauty of Google. The beauty of Google. You can find anything on Google, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Okay, Mel. Well, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. And, um, and we'll talk to you later on. Thank you, Karen. It's been a pleasure. Okay, bye. Bye.